Hello and welcome to a new episode of 5678, a podcast about dance training. My name is Rebecca Verstold and today I'm here with Manuel Ronda. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you here. Thank you for inviting me to this. We are in Hennesand at Nordance where you are teaching morning classes for two weeks for the company. And um, we start this uh, interview by you introducing yourself. Okay. So yes, my name is Manuel Ronda and uh, I am being invited here to give the morning training for Nordance. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm a, how to define, I'm a performer, stage performer, uh, with a strong background uh, into movement, in movement. Uh, yes, and I've been around in the contemporary dance circuit since a while. So, yeah. And the beginning of this interview, we're going back to look a bit uh, in your dance training background. So my first question is, how did you start to dance? Uh, yes, uh, I started to dance maybe at the age of 15, 16 on an amateur level. Before that, uh, I was playing soccer like a good Italian boy. And uh, and then I started to dance. Uh, I started to go into dance training on an amateur level with different uh, different dance styles, jazz, ballet, uh, everything, hip hop here and there. But actually, I wanted to become an actor. Uh, but uh, I remember I was doing a lot of uh, auditions for national theaters, drama schools, um, very, very uh, the traditional ones. But um, they were all saying, yeah, why don't you go moving? I would never get into any school or anything. And uh, but in Italy also I was already starting to be twenty, and the the, the culture there is a bit uh, yes. Everybody was saying yeah, but you're too old. You have no technique. And as soon as I I started to to go towards Northern Europe, uh, all this was gone somehow. It was much more accessible for me to, uh, to, 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 there was not this, this issue about the technique and see, so it went very fast. So I ended up in, um, I, I wanted an education, a strong technical education, probably because everybody was saying you have no technique. So I started to be obsessed with this technique thing. And what was that? What did you think? they meant when they said that you didn't have technique? I think it's strongly referred to all what is the acad academical part of the dance, so the ballet base. That without that there is no, no escape or no access to anything else. Uh, 
but I realized then in the north in north of Europe uh, it was already somehow more advanced I don't know you 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 the the mentality was was over that so it was more accessible to to everybody independently from measures of the body or technique technical capabilities and uh, I have to say also my mother as a ex ballet dancer I I spend uh, early early years of my life uh, around dancers and uh, I think by observing uh, you you learn so much as well so um, yes and then I, I, I started to do this theater school in Amsterdam and uh, but after one year I was lucky enough to to get a contract for a for a dance company in Belgium, and uh, though all the teachers were saying I shouldn't go because I should have I should have practiced more the education, but uh, the cookie was too sweet because in Amsterdam as a student I had a, a quite hard life because uh, in the night I was waitering in hotels so it was just uh, a dream to to do what you like daytime to get paid for that to tour worldwide and to be next to very good dancers. So actually this was my 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 school I think mm. for 3 years. And then I started to work freelance. Uh, so after 3 years of this dance company work I I it it the approach was more um, more technical in a sense that it was uh, a work very much based on uh, on the aesthetic and on the form of the of the movement and i i needed to have a much more theatrical approach to the stage and so after three years I needed to search something else and so I did. And then I was lucky to, to find, I think, the uh, universe and vocabulary that fitted me more. Mm, yes. Was there, because you say you wanted to be an actor, yeah. was there a point where you decided to go more towards movement or did that happen by coincidence yes. or did you choose Yes, dance? because I remember very well the thought er, in the early 20s was because uh, acting and dancing were going together. I was doing a lot of uh, children theatre. But then I thought, okay, acting I can do also after 30. So in my 20s, I have to now really uh, channelize all the energy into this movement universe because uh, the body allows, when you are younger, it's like this. You, of course, you can move until you are old, but 
you know what I mean. In the twenties, you are, you are, it's the strongest and everything. So I I went for the dance and uh, I was lucky enough uh, to to um, yeah to follow the the the, the necessity of of finding different realities or companies or um, how you say groups that but then very early I also I I got injured quite badly in the spine mm-hmm. and this uh, started uh, I think one year after the the proper dance education in Amsterdam I started to have spine problems when I started to join the the professional company many reasons uh, it 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 uh, turned out to be a chronic injury so uh, chronic injuries 80% is is mental mm. but the, but then i i managed to work with this till i was maybe 20 20 20 or till i was 30 I never stopped. I ma- I had a lot of pain, lots of blocks in the body. And um but then at a certain point uh, the body broke completely and said uh, stop. So I had to stop. I thought I have to change profession, but then it took me more or less one and a half year, two years to recover the body, to be painless. And this was uh, actually amazing because then the whole approach to movement changed. The way I would approach it, the way I would approach the work. It was a revelation somehow. And what was it that changed? Um I think I I learned to 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 let go, to take it easy. Um, I learned to not do what I shouldn't do, what the body didn't want to do. To tune very well, I realized that I couldn't do any any kind of work because I was uh, very much with this mentality. I, w- I wanted to taste a bit of everything. So I I remember I even went to, to Frankfurt Ballet to foresight. I was in this, uh, to spend a week there with, I was very much, yeah, also with ballet and, but then you you and of course when you are young i remember i thought i was invincible you have no idea about about the limits of of the body i remember the older people say oh, watch your spine watch your back you, you 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 just don't realize what it means until it hits you and then i would i was going against it i remember a lot against this pain i it it was it's very hard to accept your weakness and that you are weak and okay what do you do then with this weakness and 
And then uh, automatically I had this 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 uh, service door of of this theater of the acting thing of the speaking that suddenly started to develop more and more. It always I always had it with me in in every creation. I I would use the voice when we would create work, but I think. Mm, the whole work of, of um, with the injury said okay but there are other ways to express there are other ways to say things so so if you think about um, all the dance training that you've been through could you mention some things that you are thankful for that dance has taught you or brought to your life mm. um, I don't know maybe very few no it's not <laughs> true because it was so yeah okay definitely uh, how you say us uh, very um, how you say a self-conscious awareness of myself body and mind which is, I think, very beautiful, what movement does if you practice it on a daily basis. Uh, and that it, it, it is a constant uh, discovery and research because as we change every day, as the body changes, we get older or we get more mature. Uh, it's a new discovery every time. When you are 20, you you express, you move in certain ways, which after you cannot do anymore. And then, no, when you are 20, I remember, at least for myself, it was very focused on virtuosism, on maybe showing what I can do or not. And and then, of course, as well with the injury, it was a big shock, so it went very fast. I remember thinking, okay, how if you if you express or you, you, you this virtuosism with a salto, how can you express the same virtuosism by drinking a glass of water? And I remember this started to trigger me a lot that, okay, I can be uh, as virtuosistic as a, somebody making a salto but drinking a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Or at least to, to compress the energy into this, speaking for the stage. Yeah. The crazy thing also with pain is that you get used to it, so it becomes normal without you realizing daily but then yes i remember i i was able to do very high physicality performances at the time i was with ultima ves so i was able to do the show maybe i was i had to warm up two three hours before i was able to do the show but the day after i wasn't able to walk in the morning so one day I thought, okay, uh, this has to stop. I want to wake up in the morning and be painless and walk and be normal. 
so when I did that, uh, it all got worse because I was on a daily training base. So the muscles were very builded. And as soon as I started to lay down the whole day and the whole night, the whole muscle structure went down and the pain just increased. It got horrible. And then I, I started this long healing process. I didn't want to operate the spine. In Europe, they were just proposing surgery or cortisone, or at least the doctors I approached. And I was lucky enough to find an alternative uh, therapy that uh, worked for me. And so I, yeah, I went to Russia. I found somebody in Russia that works is an ex-circus athlete, artist that now works with, he has centers, he works with paralyzed people, people that broke their spine. And he tries to, basically he builds, and he works with people who are, who just have spine injuries like dancers, athletes, and he rebuilds specific, specifically your muscle structure and uh, he said uh, he he first looks at your x-rays and then he touches you a bit ta, 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 and then he said uh, okay we try you you stay here three months you work on a daily basis with us and maybe we avoid the operation so three months were not enough I did six months on a daily basis, and I saw the pain was getting slowly bet, uh, less. And then I did a year, <laughs> and then I was pain-free. But then, of course, you also have to, to deal with the fear of moving, going back to moving. I remember I was uh, super scared. And then slowly, slowly, it went back to normal. So. This story like sheds light over your class also, because in the class you're actually more often emphasizing doing less than doing more. Like you're yes. often remembering, reminding us to like, take it down, start yes. slower, do less. Yes. Yes, because in it's the, it's the I think it's the best uh, way to learn and to yes, yeah, like we are when we are babies, we we don't start to run. We first check standing the balance for many days, and then the first steps. And then we walk around, and once we run, after a while we run. So yes, this this. Um, economizing the energy, spreading the energy while learning. It's so important that you can take it so easy while you learn the trajectory of movements. It's very important you work marking, not full, full potential. But this took me so long to understand myself. Mm. Okay, so yeah. talking a bit about your classes. Yes. We usually start your classes by um, sending impulses, catch, uh, catching and throwing balls or clapping. 
and after that we go into a more structured form. Could you describe that part of the class? Yeah. Uh, the, the, mainly this throwing the ball or clapping, throwing a clap to each other is a little reminder that we are not alone and that it's a group. And so to, to have at least an awareness or an interaction, even though the training is for yourself, uh, it's a dance training for a dance company, it's very much individual, the morning work, but it's good to 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 understand that there it's a group and we are sending and receiving impulses the whole time, and and it's 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 a metaphor the clap or a ball. Maybe this comes also from a lot of partnering works. When when you are working with bodies, when you are throwing a body or receiving a body or it's it's contact work it's it's constantly that it's constantly if you have to be if you have the active role in in supporting a flying or a released body i'm the catcher or on the opposite i'm the the passive body i i get catched and throwing a ball in the morning, it's a very light way to remind yourself this. And you can, on a very light uh, formula, um, analyze that, what is giving and what is receiving. So these are the impulses, a bit, uh, a bit like uh, tapping the, the 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 energy points in order the nerves to wake a little bit up the senses. And then when we go more to the standing warm up to the which is Tai Chi based. So this is again, you know. Um, during company work, as when I was uh, when I was in companies, the morning training was a disaster for me. Uh, maybe apart from when there was ballet, because the first company I was in there was a lot of ballet, and this is okay. It's I don't have the body for it. I'm totally turned in structure-wise. It is very invasive by nature for me. So it was not an easy process, but you knew what was coming. So you could very well prepare. But when it came to more contemporary dance training, it was a disaster for me because every week maybe it was a different teacher, a different discipline in contemporary dance. And my body was just not prepared at that hour of the day to go into certain intensity of movement material, bending over. Uh, I needed so much time to warm up, so much time. And 
and also because the companies I was working with was not so, it was extremely physical. I mean, with Ultima Ves, uh, at a certain point I stopped taking morning classes. I just had to do my own uh, warm up, my things, my blah, blah, blah. And one day, one of my colleagues gives us a class, Joseph, Joseph Ruchek, and he he gave us a Tai Chi class huh? to just to circle and to warm up all the articulation in the body in a very uh, not invasive way and in a very soft matter. And I I remember this was so nice for my body. It was like, wow, I can warm up like this, great. And uh, so I remember I started uh, getting into this and uh, practicing it on a daily day, uh, daily basis. It it just uh, did good to my body, and I'm sharing this also when I warm up other people. Uh, because I th- I think it, it is not invasive, so at least I don't harm the <laughs> other bodies, you know. Or and it's a very I think it's it it helped me a lot to understand the mechanics of my body, uh, analyzing movement in a small scale not a big scale not not uh, not amplifying the movement not going to extreme situation but very close to my center mm. very comfort in a very comfortable zone yeah. where i don't have to engage you know extra yeah because there is something very like um exercise about it like it's quite like you say close to center like control and yes orderly and you do both sides and all of this yes and i i usually prefer warming up by dancing yes but for me this really works yeah and i feel so in my body and i feel really wired really grounded yeah and like uh, connected yes in a really nice way because can i add something Mm. because i uh, uh, something that i also learned was that i i need to protect the body and i need to prepare it before i use it i know myself as well i was like unstoppable in dancing and moving but it's like this story of the mm, there is this person who who gets a job with uh, chopping trees he has his axe and the first day he chops 80 trees down and the 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 worker says wow you're so good and then the second day it becomes a bit less 70 and then less and then less and and then one day he 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 cannot chop down not even one tree and they ask him what what happened he says i don't know i don't know i said but did you did you how to say in english did you sharpen your axe 
And he says, ah, no. <laughs> so, so I think this is for me, the preparation in the morning is vital to, to wake up the whole body from down to up and to protect it, to protect it because, yeah, because you're going to use it then during the day so much mm. in a more uh, free way, not so controlled, like you say. And you have, you spend very few time. Well, this is, this is also the nice thing maybe in ballet that it is, it is, it is, no, the bar is a way to waken up the body and uh, warm it up step by step, etc. But of course, you need a good body and but protecting also protecting. I know some exercises can be so boring, but they are so you need to. I don't know. Yeah, but I also feel in the way you propose it, there is um, space for other things than okay, I'm warming up this mm. articulation, but then you also speak about the sides of the body, not only front and back, and like there are several layers to, of course. to the form. So I feel like it's a nice way to start to move and work and engage yeah. and to do those maybe exercise-like things without feeling that okay i'm only strengthening my calves right now mm. i'm also like yes like i said this wiring this connecting the whole yes <laughs> material. yes this is very nice what you say because of course we are not just doing gymnastic we have other capabilities as dancers to lengthen and to radiate so this can all be applied when you are just uh, simply moving up and down your ankle, standing on one leg. Uh, so this all implies, I think it's a nice contamination then for, for, for dancers to, yes. Yeah. And when you say that you decided it to include to include it in your teaching yeah. and that it's not invasive. Could you describe more what you mean? Uh, it's a soft work. There are a few probabilities that somebody hurts himself, I think, rather than starting maybe, I don't know, with a, with a floor phrase or starting to bend the spine up and down without having prepared the body for it in that sense. Because for myself, no, maybe in the morning I wake up and say, oh, there are these knots, these blocks. And of course, I could start maybe to go in very articulated movement material, but I know very well I, you get warm and that's the problem. Then you have no measure anymore when you are warm because you don't feel the problem. No, you can detect very well when you're cold what is not okay. Uh, so I think through uh, awakening the body in a very gentle, soft way, very circular, anatomic, ergonomic matter, 
uh, to myself, I release all these knots. And then the body is okay, nice, like you say. I'm grounded, I'm, I'm prepared then to go into more articulated movement material, safer. Yeah, and also being prepared, but I also feel that I am more accessible to movement. Like movement comes to me easier. Not only nice. that I can approach whatever is being suggested easier, but yeah. also mm, it starts to, nice. it comes to me, you know? Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And to give an image for whoever is listening, like in this form, yes. we really go through the articulations of the body yes and the twists and we bend the legs in different uh, direction and range yes and yes yes yeah. so when i describe this form as a exercise i think there's also something in the way that um, we do it like it's quite matter of fact and a bit uh, dry and as you're following you're following the method and um, if we continue through your class when we have done this form we start traveling across the room we do combinations and coordination traveling to through space yeah and i wanted to ask you if you think that there's a difference in approach and if you think that there is a difference between moving and dancing? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yes. So also because it is, uh, it depends from the contest a lot. If, if, it's a, if it's a dance company, it is one approach. If it's a workshop, if it depends who is there. But f I I also think at a certain point, okay, there has to be, we have to get a bit more free. We have to let it go a bit. Otherwise, I could do two hours of uh, of just this, this kind of uh, awakening of the body, you know, of protecting, of, but I don't know if people would be so keen into that and it's more fun than to go also to go for it to get the the body moving in a more freely matter in a less like you say less controlled less methodic and uh, the the difference of moving and dancing the difference of talking and acting uh, we all talk in daily life, but then there is who acts. We all move in daily life, but then there is who dances. Uh, everybody can dance and act mm, without being the actor or the dancer because everybody ends up being on a party and dancing all ages kids babies to all elderly people and everybody i think from time to time 
finds themselves acting in life. In no, it can be a lie when you tell a lie. It is acting, or uh, or you you. If you have an exam or an audition, it is a bit the same mechanism, I think, of, of acting, of going on stage and playing a role or uh, diving into a sort of universe with a certain mentality. And maybe when you have, as an example, you go for an audition, you go for an exam, it is the same process a bit you you imagine a lot how it will be and you imagine a lot how you will act so i don't know what is the difference it is i don't know in movement and in dance maybe it's the when we move daily it is for functional reason maybe mm. you need to wake up you need to go the, to the kitchen you need to you move because of this necessity of of functionality you need to clean yourself to wash yourself you need to and uh, maybe when we dance it is a, it is more abstract on a mental state it has to do i see my son a lot he's seven now and through all these years he he dances when he needs to especially when he needs to express happiness he starts to do what we call dance he 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 moves the body in a very rhythmical way also so <laughs> yeah. i i had the experience in class last week yeah that uh, we were doing a combination across the floor and i did it once and i was really like mechanical about yeah. it like i tried to remember what arm it was and yeah. how to spin and mm -hmm. and then the time after when i did it again <laughs> it was very different and i don't know there was something beyond the mechanics mm. of it and there i just had a sensation of like hmm but that was different wow. maybe that was dancing <laughs> and the first one was you know something else that's <laughs> true that's true what is so good for me having this podcast is that i get to sit down with the teachers and people that <laughs> I admire and then I can ask them questions that I have been thinking about mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so lately mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about mm, like inside and outside perspectives on my own dancing mm -hmm. and if I think about last week so each morning we have class with you yeah and how I understand the work is it very it is very much about my experience and my yeah. body and how can I throw this arm so it can give me a direction and yeah yeah how can I have my legs uh, available by bending my knees yeah. how can I receive force with my full body when I catch a ball yeah and then 
I go into the second part of the day, which is rehearsals for a performance, a production that shall go up on stage. And there is a different approach. There's another way of valuing what I do because of the stage, the performance context, and the the pos like the audience that yeah. you imagine then when you make yeah. more of a performance. And I experience that it's very different. Yeah. And I don't know really what to say about it, but yeah. I also don't know really how to work with these different modes. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, yeah. how do you perceive the difference of dancing in a studio with yeah. people together, everyone is doing, yeah. and dancing in a performative context on yes. a stage in front of an audience? Yes. Yeah, I think it's a very two different universes. Uh, because one is the training. In the studio, you are you are in the atelier. You are trying things technically, mechanically. Uh, like we said, we are warming up the instrument. And then we, we study, we analyze how it functions. We practice that, we repeat it. It is, like you said, totally for yourself. Okay, you are in a group, there is group dynamics, of course. You do it in a group. But then the... The aim is totally different when you go on stage. You don't show that. You don't do that. Maybe it's a choice. It's, I'm sure many people did it to bring the training universe on stage. But then on, on stage, it's another universe. You, there, is an, there is a witness there is who is watching so it's it's when you are training nobody watches you well sometimes yes and it's very different when somebody was watching there you work very different with yourself i mean this is by nature no it's like uh, it's like this when you are observed you behave differently mm. uh and on stage, I, uh, I, I, on stage, you are the the final aim on stage is to to enter in a communication there with the witness mm. to share uh, a message, to share uh, an idea. Uh, then you you totally detach detach from that perspective of analyzing mm. yourself of uh, studying repeating a movement analyzing studying there it 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 there is no more time to do this mm. because you are there to Yeah, I, I always, 
I, I always have in mind uh, the classic words of Pina, dance, dance, otherwise we are lost, which we all know. And then it continues in a very beautiful way because she was saying, it is not a, on stage, it is not a matter of showing what you can do and the witness is not able to do. It's a matter of entering communication with the witness, with the, with the audience. And so this is why they were doing dances with fingers or with, with uh, I, I like to always think about this too. But yeah. yeah, like you say, for me, they are so different universes. It's like. I think I almost find it a bit frustrating because <laughs> I feel that I want to. Mm, that I want to share my experience. Like I wish I could place the audience in <laughs> my body. Yeah, this is a very interesting topic because, y yeah. To feel or not to feel on stage, <laughs> it's a very interesting topic. It's like, e are we as a witness? Am I interested in what you are feeling there? Is it about you there on stage or is it something more above you? Is it the idea you're representing? You are like a medium. Mm. But this is a very interesting topic. Is it about you or not? Mm. It's like uh, in theater, the, 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 the um, Mr. Stanislavski and his method, he was saying you cannot rely on your feelings because feelings are not controllable. So I, when I cry, it comes. When I laugh, it comes. And what if you have to play a show 250 times a year, I just say, where you are, you have to cry, no? And yet one day you feel sad and it goes like amazingly easy because you are you rely on your feelings but the day you are so happy how do you do you cannot so he was saying okay then you, the, the 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 aim of the actor in this case is to you have to study technically the behavior of the human being when it's sad and it cries in order to represent that mm. and it's not so much about if you are desperate inside what you feel, but the the audience feels. But it's a very interesting topic, this to... But then it goes, you, you see, in the performative world, I think there are all kind of scenarios, because if we go more towards performance, it is maybe more what you say, that uh, it is all about what you feel. Extreme case scenarios, these this, uh, people who maybe they shot themselves in the arm or they bury themselves till the head for days. Uh, all these kind of performances. Uh, there was somebody who closed themselves in a bag and they throw the bag out of a van in the highway 
there was this other amazing artist. I forgot his name, a Dutch artist. Yeah, and his last performance was the last day of his life <laughs> because he, he, he went with a little boat in the Atlantic Ocean and he, he never came back. And it was a work, a, a performance. So I think it's a matter of understanding, yeah, exactly what you want to do on stage and how you want to... It can go extremely far. <laughs> uh, it can go extremely far. Or it can be more detached, completely detached. I remember as, as being younger, it was all about how much I feel it. Mm. <laughs> I remember this so much. It was all about, it has to be an extreme experience for me. Otherwise, it's, it's not good. And by time, I learned to detach from it, that uh, it is an action I'm doing there. Mm. And it's not so much about if... Also, this funny... I remember always having a very good evening, a very good performance. It felt so good. And then from the outside, you get always these feedbacks. No, I was not a good one. <laughs> and the opposite, when you had a bad one, yeah. they tell you, well, I was good today. And this makes me think a lot of detachment and attachment. Yeah, but that also says something that from what... Um what is good from the outside perspective, it doesn't correlate necessarily. No. <laughs> and also the, um, like a correction or you say, okay, maybe we need you to, uh, you know, go that way and put your arm out. But from, from the inside, it's like, okay, but um, what, what is the work that I need yeah. inside yeah. to go there and put my arm out? Because of course I can just go there and put my arm out. Yeah. But from the inside, I feel like there is another nutrition needed Yes. For me to go there and put my arm out. Yes. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and then it's oh, yes, it's it's about yeah the hon honesty you want to be part of towards the action you do also. Mm. If they tell you you have to do this, and there is some people who are totally okay with it. And some people, they get mad. <laughs> they get mad. I remember uh, also a long time ago, a friend of mine who dropped from a project. I wasn't in the project. I just heard the story. He dropped from a project, throwing chairs, really strong reaction. And, and I remember thinking like, okay, like, whoa, how exaggerate or, but I think I can understand him better now because if, if there are troubles with the honesty, you, the honesty and your action, if you f don't find the balance there, it can be very violent. Yeah. And this is what I was saying when I, I, I before I, I, I could do much more different works and then uh, after, no, after you 
you you need to compromise more yourself with the work yes yes very important i think it's yeah yeah mm, yes my final question mm -hmm. that i ask uh, all my guests um it's uh, i usually excuse the question a little bit I'm not going to do that, but you have to interpret the question how you want. Because the question is, what is a good dancer? Okay. Wow, what a question. Yeah, it's a hard question, but uh, it's interesting to hear people trying to answer it. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> What is a good dancer? Yeah, it's so personal, no? It's so what you like, what the taste, the taste when you see, when you see somebody or what for you is a good dancer. Maybe you can answer it with your taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with my references and... Uh, I think, uh, uh, yes, what is a good dancer is, uh, I say, a smart, as somebody that approaches in a very smart way the work and, and the body. When you say this is a, it's a very smart dancer, it's like people who are very able and analytic to, to process the movement, the way they, they absorb it and you can, I can get fascinated by people who do this who are able to do this to approach movement in a very smart way like we were saying before to to be able to to go through it to learn it step by step and not being not panicking about it so to 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 divide the energy, to economize the energy, and to know when to, to give it all, to live it all, to be fully in it. But then also when it comes to good dancer, I, I, yes, it's all related to form and aesthetic also, to the eye, to the eye, but, so of course it 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 has been very fascinating to see people on stage that are like uh, are like robots in the execution of the movement there has been a couple of persons i saw on stage that they are ex so extremely precise in the execution in in the rhythm in the that is amazing to see. But then, I don't know, it's so personal on stage, you, you get attracted by, by, by people in, in such a different layers that it's, it's so unexplainable. It's an energy of, of 
relations of invisible relations no when you get hooked with somebody on stage totally and you can't get the eyes out of this person for whatever reason you know it's it's something with the belly belly to belly <laughs> but yeah it's because the eye i can see it is a very strong uh, how you call it sense. sense so i i make big reference to that But then again, a good dancer, what is a good dancer? I, 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 yes, as a, I tell you, as a viewer, I'm not so interested then in the capability of the execution. Uh, it's not about that, the final aim for me. It's about something else. And that's something else. Yeah, it's very abstract. Yeah. It's very abstract. It's this magic of of uh, being attracted to to some to this person on stage, something you like, and that makes you drift away mm -hmm. in the mind. It's this cathartic. Uh, It's like the Greeks were saying, who would witness the theater, they would be purified in their soul. The, there is this beautiful thing happening that you can drift away in the theater. You can sometimes you watch a show and you, you, you think of, I think of something completely else in my life while you watch this. And this is so beautiful. Yeah. Too. Great. Is there anything else you would like to be asked or ask or add? <laughs> no, it's been very exciting to be in a podcast. Yeah, yeah. In you my first. Never heard a podcast. <laughs> never. never heard one, and it's the first time I'm in, I'm in one. So I, I, I'm. I want to thank you because I, from now on, I will listen to podcasts. Oh, I good. Think. This is the podcast debut. <laughs> Great, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, whoever is listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye.